Hi guys, welcome back to Giant Talk, the world's first OKR podcast in partnership with Koan, the dedicated OKR platform. Today I'm joined by Lawrence from Team TBG and we're going to be talking in another edition of our um, Toolbox first series all about Spotlight and Floodlight. So Lawrence, I know everyone probably knows who you are, especially if podcast listeners have been listening to the podcast for a while, but can you give us a brief intro for new people, please? Sure, yeah, thanks Jenny. Um, hey everybody, great to be back on the podcast. Um, as Jenny said, most of you who have listened to the later series probably know my voice um, as I hosted series two, three and four, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, probably about 45 episodes or something where you can hear my <laughs> dulcet tones uh, on the podcast. But outside of that, I'm head of OKR Projects for There Be Giants. Um, so I lead on all of our OKR implementations, basically, with our clients um, on, a, on a day-to-day basis. Perfect. Thank you. Um, so let's dive in on the subject. So I mentioned it's about spotlight versus floodlight. So what does that actually mean? Yeah. Okay. So people are probably looking at this episode title thinking, what the hell are they talking about? Mm. Um Basically, spotlight versus floodlight is just an analogy that we really like to use um, to talk about how OKRs are best used um, in that they should be used to focus on the strategic priorities for the business at any one time. So we use them like a spotlight. We use them to focus in on those priorities. What we don't use them like is a floodlight, um, i.e. we're not lighting up the whole stage we're picking out specific areas of the stage that we want people to focus their attention on. And we want to drive everybody's attention to those spotlights, to those areas of focus. Um, Hence the analogy. Perfect, thanks. So um, I suppose something you mentioned there about kind of spotlighting in and giving those areas of focus. And is something, is trying to focus on too many things a common problem you've seen a lot with businesses? Yeah, uh, with businesses of all shapes and sizes, you know, it's not just a startup problem. Um, Startups do often fall into this trap because there's a lot that they have to get done all the time. Um, But we've seen it of companies of, you know, a thousand people plus as well, big, um, long established organizations that just try and drive focus onto absolutely everything um, and try and make everything a priority all the time. And it's a bit of a cliche, but it's true that if everything is a priority, then nothing is a priority. Um, You know, we have so many clients that when they come to us say, one of the biggest problems that we have in our um, organization is that we start lots of projects and hardly hardly any of them ever get finished. Um, And what does get finished, we never measure the impact of. So we never know actually if it was successful or not or whether it was a worthwhile project. We just throw a thousand things at the wall and hope that some of of them stick. Um, And I think that's a lot of techniques that a lot of businesses use, to be honest. So they really do need to start spotlighting what they're they're focusing on. Yeah, I suppose, like you say, spreading people too thinly as well because there's so many priorities. Um, Yeah. So we mentioned a couple of problems there, but I suppose what problems can this cause deeper down in the organisation? Um, there's, well, twofold, I suppose. A, um, nobody actually knows what they should be working on to have the highest impact. Um, you know, how they can deliver greater success for their team, for themselves and for the organization. 
Um, that's the first major problem. The second major problem is that nobody actually understands how the day-to-day business they're working on um, contributes to the overall goals of the business. So there's no sense of purpose in the employees. You know, they they come in, they do their nine-to-five job, and they go home again um, with absolutely no understanding whatsoever of what the strategic priorities of the business are, and therefore how what they do on a day-to-day basis um, contributes to that, which is going to lower employee engagement straight away. Yeah, and I think something that a lot more people are looking for in a role now is kind of worth behind that role and what is that purpose and what are they working towards. So if they, if like you say, if they're kind of just dropping into a nine to five and there's none of that going on, there's right, like you say, very going to quickly drop out and maybe look for something else where they do get that. Yeah, absolutely. All research is showing us that at the moment. Mm. Um, you know, that a sense of purpose um, in their role is pretty much the highest contributor contributor to employee engagement. Mm. and employee engagement is the highest contributor to um, attracting and retaining top talent and what company doesn't want top talent I suppose exactly. um, so it's re- so it's really important you know we we think we're talking about just a strategical implementation here but actually we're talking about something that could lead to um, employee churn employee turnover um, client turnover all those sorts of things um, if it's done poorly yeah like you say it affects pretty much absolutely everything um so in terms of kind of floodlight what's clear indicators are that somebody is potentially applying it rather than a spotlight to their OKRs just for our listeners to kind of I suppose things that might trigger in their mind so they know what they're applying yeah that's a really good question because OKRs aren't a magic fix Mm. to this problem you know they're only a fix to this problem if they're used properly if they're used in this spotlight um technique and what we've seen people do um and and there's a client that comes to mind that i worked with at the beginning of last year um in fact maybe even the year before now scarily um that had an incredible amount of data incredible amount of data i've never seen so many kpis in all my life um and they basically started with that list of however many hundred kpis and tried to put them all into OKRs, wow. which meant that they they ended up with you know probably over a hundred OKRs, because what they were trying to do is bring every single KPI into an OKR somehow, um, which just doesn't work. It doesn't doesn't work. Um, you know, I, I think a separate podcast has been recorded on OKRs versus KPIs, so I won't go into the details of that. Uh, the listeners can find that one if they want to know how OKRs and KPIs should work harmoniously together in a business. Um, but that's a big a big kind of alarm bell for us if we see them starting with KPIs rather than starting with priorities. A second one is when we start to see words like maintain in key results, OKRs should be used to drive growth, change, or innovation. Mm. Um, which means doing something new, doing something differently, or delivering a significant improvement over previous results. The word maintain is definitely not doing something new mm-hmm. because you can't do you can't maintain something that's new. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be doing something differently because again, you can't maintain something that's different, and it's definitely not delivering a significant improvement over previous results. 
it's trying to maintain results. Um, so if we see a key result that's you know maintain NPS of eight, mm. that's a big alarm bell. You know, if you've got a nice healthy NPS of eight, take it out of your your OKRs. Um, that is just trying to put a KPI in where it's not needed. Um, as soon as we start to see that a business or a team in a business has more than three or four objectives and more than three or four key results per objective, there's probably something going on where they're just trying to um, floodlight everything that's going on in their area of the business rather than using the spotlights to really pick out what the most impactful things are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just want to dig deeper actually at that point into another reason we use this spotlight, spotlight analogy. If you think about a spotlight shining on a stage, it's maybe lighting up 10, 15% of the stage at any one time. Mm. That's been generous, which means that there's 85, 90% of work that's going on outside of that spotlight. Okay, so if we've got four spotlights, let's say we've got 60% of the stage lit up, 40%. So 40% of work is going on outside of those spotlights. And that's okay. They're still, it's still vital to the production, everybody working in the background, uh, everybody that isn't on stage in that spotlight at that time is vital to the production that's going on. And it's just the same in a business. There might be 40% of teams that are not involved in a spotlight. They're not involved in an OKR at that time in the OKR cycle. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. We don't have to fit every single team into an OKR all times. If it's not obvious how they align into the strategic priorities that are being aligned down to them, um, and we'll talk about cascading OKRs in the next podcast that we're going to record, uh, so tune into that one as well, then that's okay. Don't panic. It doesn't mean that that they're not important. It just means that their work doesn't quite align in right now. Um, But spotlights shift. Spotlights can move along a stage. They can move and light up different parts of a stage. So just because there's a team that isn't in OKRs for this quarter, that does not mean at all that they won't be in OKRs for the next quarter um, or they won't be involved in the OKRs next year, for example. The spotlights shift to different parts of the stage, different parts of the business where the focus is necessary to have a strategical impact. Mm. Um, You know, we don't need every team all the time, especially highly operational teams, you know, yeah, your finance teams, your legal teams, your HR teams that are doing very operational transactional activity on a day-to-day basis, it's very unlikely that they're going to be doing something that's driving growth, change, or innovation all the time. And therefore, they probably don't need to use OKRs all the time. And, and that's all right, because they're, they're in the background of the spotlights rather than in the floodlight. Koan is a purpose-built solution for managing your OKRs helping your teams achieve their objectives, getting them aligned, and absolutely helping them stay engaged. Sharing spreadsheets simply doesn't scale when you're trying to grow a business. With Koan, you can scale OKRs across your entire company whilst keeping the teams motivated and moving in the right direction. Now, Lawrence, there's lots of things we love about Koan, but tell me one of yours. So... I've got to say, one of my favourite things is that Koan just allows you to have a bit of fun with the OKR process. Yeah. Um, in in series two, I think it was episode three of this podcast, we actually 
spent about half an hour, 40 minutes talking about the importance of making OKRs fun for your team. Yeah. Um, and, and Koan allows you to do that perfectly. Yeah. You know, even just things like adding a, a gift to, to your reflections adds some real personality. And I think I probably waste far too much time each week looking for the perfect gift, to be honest. But <laughs> it, it allows that fun throughout the organization. And that's something that's really important if you're going to keep people engaged. You are known for having the best gifts Thank you in, very much. in the team. Definitely. <laughs> so if you would like to find out more about how to make OKRs fun uh, whilst using a great system, then pop along to uh, Koan, that's K-O-A-N.co forward slash giants where you'll find also a great paper that we co-wrote with them on how to build accountability and collaboration using OKRs. Yeah, I think that's a really nice example. It kind of allows people to visualize more what we mean by spotlight and floodlight with that kind of stage analogy. Um, just touching back on the, you mentioned in another episode in the Toolbox series about KPIs and OKRs. For our listeners that want to find that episode, it's episode two of the Toolbox. So that's a good one to listen to as well. Um, so going back to this, so what techniques can a company use to help them prioritize them, to help them get that spotlight approach? So let me talk you through about through how we would do an objective setting session, okay? And I specifically use objective setting here, not OKR setting. Um, so at a very top level, I suppose there's a few stages to it. We're going to brainstorm ideas. We're going to remove duplicate ideas. Mm -hmm. We're going to group together themes. And then once we've got those themes, we're basically going to decide, okay, which of these are going to have the highest strategical impact on what we're aligning into? So that might be that we're aligning into some key results at a layer of OKRs above us. So which of these initiatives that we've brainstormed and grouped here are going to... Um, have the highest impact on moving the needle in those key results. It might be that we're at the very top level of the business and we're working towards our three to five year goals. Mm -hmm. And it's okay, well, which of these 12 month initiatives are going to, um, you know, take us furthest towards those goals. And then we turn those initiatives, those prioritized groupings into um, objective statements. And there's a couple of ways we can do it. So one of the things that we do is we do something called um, a waiting exercise where, say, we end up with seven or eight ideas out of that uh, grouped brainstorming. We would apply a percentage weighting okay. to each of those. Um, and then we would take the top three or four percentages. You know, we would have the discussion about which of these are the highest priority, and we'd give them the highest percentage. They've got 100 percentage points to play with. And anything, let's say, that's below 15%, we get rid of, mm -hmm. or we take the top three or four. And it's not that they're not going to be worked on. It's just that they're not going to be in the spotlight of OKRs because we can't focus on too many things. You know, People only have a certain capacity for prioritized focus. Um, another technique is to use what we call stack ranking, so once you've got those, let's say, eight or nine uh, initiatives that you might want to move forward with, the task is to put them in a single column. And you can't have any side by side. You put those tasks basically in a single list with the top one being um, the highest priority or the most impactful initiative and the bottom one being the least impactful. And again, anything that comes out of the top three or four, 
you just take out the OKRs. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of techniques there that people can use um, because often without those sort of facilitation techniques, workshop techniques, people will end up with eight or nine and think, well, that's what we've come up with, so we'll create eight or nine OKRs. Um, and the problem is if you have eight or nine OKRs at the top level and you're going to align OKRs into those and you're going to have maybe two or three aligned into each of those eight or nine, you're already at 16 to 18 OKRs at, at level two. Do the same again. You're at hundreds of OKRs before you've even really started to have any impact yet from using them. And, and you've ended up with a bit of a behemoth that's harder to manage than it is beneficial for the business. Um, so it's really important that this spotlight analogy is kept in mind at all times. I think, like you say, I think it could be easy to spiral kind of out of control. So it's really important yeah. to people keep that front and centre, like you say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great, really interesting. I think that gives our listeners a real insight into kind of the way to do things with OKRs around the spotlight focus. Mm. Um, I suppose any final thoughts before we kind of sign off onto our next episode? No, it's just be ruthless with yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... <laughs> I can promise you that if you are setting six, seven, eight OKRs and you're using them properly, so you're setting stretch targets within them, then they're not all going to get done. Mm -hmm. If they are all getting done, then they're not stretching enough and you're probably just putting your business as usual activity in there, which again is kind of cheating the system, Um, but it's not the theme of this episode of the podcast. Um, So be really ruthless. These need to be high-impact initiatives um, that we're going to stretch the teams to achieve great um thanks for chatting through that with us lawrence um, no worries. yeah so lawrence mentioned next time that we'll be talking about cascading but specifically networking and not hierarchy when it comes to okrs so join us next time for episode nine of our toolbox series um, as always, if you've got any comments about the podcast, feel free to reach out to us on your dedicated po- podcast platform or via our social channels, or even drop us an email to growth at And myself and Lawrence will see you next time for another episode of Giant Talk.